Hello and welcome back once again to A Place to Grow. Every weekday, Pastor Stephen R. Hill of Spirit Life Church in Hearst, Texas has a life-changing message that will help you to determine God's destiny for your life. This program will help you to identify and use the gifts that God has given you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Now here's Pastor Steve. God will get you to where you're supposed to be any way it takes. Joseph suffered betrayal, injustice, and humiliation. However, the gift kept bringing him promotion, regardless of the circumstance. You see, the life of Joseph shows us that your gift will guide you to your destiny, regardless of the opposition that comes against your life. In Genesis chapter 39, in verse 1, it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Imagine Joseph. He was loved by his dad even more than his brothers, and that's what got him into trouble. Now he's a slave taken to Egypt. An Egyptian captain buys him. He owns him. And yet, in verse 2, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man as a slave. Why was that? Because he was using the gifts that God had given him. You see, your circumstances don't mean anything if you use your gift. Your circumstances will deliver you from trouble. That is, your gift will deliver you from trouble. The Bible says, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that God was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and made him overseer over his house and all that he put his hands to. God made Joseph successful in the house of his master as Joseph used the gift. Now, when Joseph resisted the seduction of his master's wife, his purpose was attacked again. He was thrown into prison. He was accused of attempting to rape her. However, once again, his gift brought him out of his dilemma. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 39. You need to see this. Verses 20 to 23. I want to impress upon you today that the blessing, the success that God has for you flows out of using all of the gifts that God has given to you. But you read that for us, Steve. Genesis chapter 39, verses 20 through 23. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, 
and all that he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Now, whatever he did, the Bible says, the Lord made to prosper. Well, what did God make to prosper? God made the gift to prosper. God knew that he would have to encounter all kinds of things to fulfill his destiny. So God gave him gifts to overcome his hardship and adversity. And saints, your gift will do the same for you. Finally, it was his gifts that brought Joseph completely out of trouble. Joseph was released from prison to interpret Pharaoh's dream regarding the coming famine and what to do about it. Genesis chapter 41, verses 37 through 43. Let's read that, Steve. Genesis chapter 41, verses 37 to 43. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Forasmuch as God has showed you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and according to your word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. Keep and, going. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Now, saints, if we want to be successful in fulfilling God's destiny for our lives, we must use all of the gifts that God has given to us to accomplish that destiny. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 and 17, because here in these scriptures, we're going to see that God gives each of us different giftings based upon the purpose and the plan that he has for our lives. We don't all receive the same amount of giftings. It depends upon God's purpose for your life and the destiny that he has for you. The Bible says in verse 14, For the kingdom of God is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods unto them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each one according to his own ability and immediately he went on a journey. You see, God will give you the exact gifts you will need and the amount of gifts you can faithfully handle to accomplish the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. Verse 16 goes on to say, And then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made five other talents. And likewise, he who had received two, gained two more also. God expects you to use every gift he has given you to fulfill your destiny. We are not to be the judge of what gifts we use. Now listen to what happened to the man who decided, okay, I'm just not going to use this gift. For whatever reason, I'm going to tell him that I was afraid. I'm going to tell him that it was ineffective. I'm going to tell him he gave it to the wrong man. And, uh, and that's how I'm going to explain it to him. Matthew 25 and 25. 
The Bible says that the third servant said, I was afraid and went and I hid your gift in the ground. Look, here it is. Uh, You can take it now. It goes on to say, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Verse 28, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. God expects you to use what he gives you, saints. Moses said to God, I am not equipped to speak to Pharaoh and to Israel to leave Egypt. God said to him, what do you have in your hand? Moses said, I have a staff. And that rod became the rod of God. And he used it to do miracles, to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Elijah said to a prophet's wife who was about to lose her two sons because of debt, what do you have in your house? In 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 2 and 4, it says, what shall I do for you? This woman approached him after her husband died, said he was a good prophet. He revered God, but we're in debt. What are we going to do? The first thing Elijah said was, I don't know. He said, what shall I do for you? But then the Holy Spirit comes and gives an answer. He said, tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, shut the door behind you and your son. Then pour it into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. And she continued to do this. The Bible says when she got to her last vessel, then the oil ceased. And Elijah said, now sell all of this and come out of debt and live on the rest. Because this was God's provision. The point of the matter was it was in their house. It was something they possessed. God had already given her something. God had already provided something for Moses to accomplish the destiny that he had signed to his hand. Now we must work together with God to accomplish our destiny. Saints, God is aware about your life. God knows everything everything you're going to go through in life. And he has prepared us already for every famine, for every challenge. And he has done this thing sometimes we're not aware of. He's given us skills. He's given us abilities. He's given us knowledge that was given to us to deliver us from the troubled times that we're in. We are to use all of our resources and not pick and choose and say, well, I'm going to use this for God, but I'm not going to use this one. Saints, when you don't use all that God has given you, you are limiting God's provision to you. You are not to pick and choose and say, well, I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to do this. Well, did God give you that experience in life for you just to put on the side? I don't think so. God gives us experiences. God gives us skills. God gives us knowledge to put in our bucket so that as we walk through life, we take the tools out we need to fix the situation. God does that 
It's not by accident. And it's not that we should say, I'm not using that tool. I'm not using, no, no, Lord, I'm going to, look, I know you say it requires a hammer, but I'm going to use this screwdriver. This screwdriver, I'll just turn it over and start hitting that nail. How foolish that is. And then if we get upset with God for the screw not going in or for the nail not going in because we're not using the proper tool, we shouldn't blame God. God has given us what we need to accomplish what we need to accomplish. It's in the Word. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. Here's Pastor Steve with a special invitation for you. This is Pastor Steve, and I want to invite you to our week of consecration and impartation on January 17th through the 19th at 7.30 p.m. at Spirit Life Church. These services will be absolutely life-changing. I will be teaching every night about divine breakthrough success. I will also be sharing how to receive the blessings of God and break generational hindrances that follow us. I look forward to praying for you personally. You don't want to miss our special week of consecration every night starting Wednesday, January 17th through Friday the 19th at Spirit Life Church. Services begin at 7.30 each night. The church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. For more information, go to our website, aplacetogrow.org. Now let's get back into today's message. When I first started this ministry, I began the ministry by saying, I do not want to play the piano. Many of you know that. There was a little talk behind my back. Pastor needs to get on that piano and start playing. No, 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 no. I'm the pastor. I preach. I teach. I do all those. I'm not playing that piano. One day I prayed and the Lord said, I gave you that gift. Why aren't you using it? I said, Lord, I'm the pastor. I'm the teacher. He said, I gave you that gift. Why aren't do you think you should pick and choose what you should do? Why did I give you that gift if it wasn't for you to use? But how many Christians dictate to God what they will and will not do? I was almost one of them. But I heard the Lord and I obeyed. So I will play that piano until God tells me I can get off. Something tells me I will never get off. (laughs) Even if it's some part of the service, I'll be using that gift. Because God never takes a gift away when you're faithful. He simply adds to it. And every gift means something. Every gift is to bring you success in life. Take your gifts out of the tool bucket and start using them if you want success. Stop crying to God if you're not using all that he gave you. I stopped crying to God. I got on that piano and I started playing. I used the little voice God has given me. Hey, the Lord, you know what? Little is much when God is in it. God will anoint you. God will use you. Don't give God some excuse. And don't be rebellious and say, I don't want to. I'm just not going to do that. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to be blessed. I'm not going to do it unless I want to. That's not God, saints. Now, the real enemy who is doing his best to cut off your blessing, the accuser of the brethren, when he sees you're not using all your gifts, he goes and he tells God, God, how are you blessing this person when they're not even following your word? Now, Lord, I don't want to talk too badly about them, but um, they're not, 
It doesn't your word say in Matthew chapter 25 that they're to use all of them? Uh, you even mentioned that when people don't, that uh, they're going to be in outer darkness. I guess they'll be visiting me, huh, God? Well, the truth of the matter is, Lord, you shouldn't bless them if they're not doing what your word says. Satan is the accuser. God pulls back the page so we can see in the book of Job how he accused Job. He says, oh, God, uh, he loves you because you bless him all the time. Take away his possessions. Take this away. Take that away. He'll curse you to his face. You don't think God is talking about you? I'm sorry. You don't think the devil is talking to God about you and your circumstance? The same way God responded regarding Job, God has an opinion about us too. God wants us to succeed. God wants us to be blessed. But saints, we have to obey God. We have to understand this word and we need to do the things that God is telling us to do. Well, it's tight, but it's right. If Satan could, he would place you in poverty and steal all of your possessions. I'm just telling you, this is not a plain thing we're talking about today. You need to understand that life is about fulfilling God's plan for your life and not your own. You can do what you like to do, but do what God wants first with everything he's given you, because that is how he equipped you for life. Now, the first step to stop the devil from stealing from us is to submit to God. Now, how many of you, Steve, you already had folks stand up, so I don't have to say stand up or anything or raise your hand. I saw you. I remember. Many of us have issues right now financially or whatever else in life right now. Well, I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do is to submit to God. Whenever you're fighting the enemy, and we are fighting the enemies of our soul, don't just think that the devil wants you to be blessed. Oh, yes, yes, God, they deserve to be blessed. Mm, I love them. The devil will crack you in the head when you're not looking and say somebody else did it. The devil doesn't mean you any good. The Bible says he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You have an enemy Coming against your soul. Well, how do we get him off our back? How do, how do we get the devil to leave us? The Bible says submit to God. Resist the devil. And then he will flee from you. Many people, uh, James 4 and 7 is the verse we're talking about. Many people uh, quote the verse like this. Resist the devil and he will flee. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, first, submit to God. Submit, obey God. What is God saying to you? What has God given you? Use it. Resist the devil, and then he will flee. We need to humble ourselves before God, saints. Not the way we want to humble ourselves, the way God wants to humble us. First Peter 5 and 6 says, humble yourselves under the, the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And just because you humble yourself for five minutes, it doesn't mean that your circumstance is going to change in the next five minutes. The Bible says in due time and God's appointed time, things will change. But we must sincerely ask ourselves this question. God, have I caused anything that I'm presently going through? Have I done anything? 
See, sometimes we put ourselves through things God never intended for us to go through. And it's because of our own self-will. Because we're saying, God, I'm doing this, sign off on it. You must obey God. You must not do your own thing and say, well, I'll, you know what? I'll do this as long as it fits in with, with what I want to do. No. God has a plan for your life. And I always say it. The will of God is not your will. The plan of God is not your plan. It was planned before you were even born. And God did not ask your opinion, or, and he still doesn't ask for your input. It's something he's already planned. And as we already read, it's good. And the Lord is going to bless and prosper you as you follow his word. Once again, sometimes we make wrong choices and do things when even the Holy Spirit is telling us to do something else. Like, um, young people, let me say something to you. You know, sometimes the Lord tells you this is not the right person to be with. Don't associate with this person. But we do it anyway because we don't want to be seen as a, as a square. We don't want to be seen uh, as somebody who, who uh, doesn't hang with the people you should hang with or be with. But that person can influence you in a way that will alter the destiny that God has for your life. See, your associations can actually destroy your life. Let's talk about marriage. God says, wait. God says, don't marry that person. And most people want to marry them anyway. They say, God, that person loves me. I love them. We're getting married. And let me just say something about that. God sees the future. We are really foolish to look at today and think that that is going to be the same way it is today, tomorrow. When God has said to us, don't, be careful, wait. God doesn't speak to us just to hear himself speak. He is trying to warn us and to save us from immeasurable heartache. The devil will use relationships to rob you spiritually and financially. Now, and let me say something to the married people here. If you're married, do not get too friendly with the opposite sex. You know, when I'm doing these messages, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will just drop something in there. I was like, oh, wow. Proverbs 6 and 26 and 7, it says, For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. An adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? In other words, do not flirt with sin. I guess we need to hear that. Understand that you'll always be a man and you'll always be a woman. And even though you're married, you have to make sure that you're living a godly life and that you shun the very appearance of evil. Don't think that you won't be tempted to do something that you should not do even when you're married. And so says the Holy Ghost. Now the devil is after each of us to kill us, to steal from us, and to destroy us. So we have to look for the gaps in the fence. This is, folks, frankly, this is inspection time today. 
We need to begin to look at the gaps in our fence and repair them and close them up to make sure that the devil cannot come in with his attacks. We need to lock every entry place where the devil could possibly come into our lives. We must obey God and stand God over our lives, our families, and our possessions. This concludes part two of the message today. Join us tomorrow for part three. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. If you were touched by the message today, consider going to our website and making a donation of any size. Your generous donation can help keep our radio ministry alive. Visit our website at aplacetogrow.org and contribute today. You can also download a copy of today's message by navigating to the media tab. The title of today's program is Working with God to Fulfill Your Destiny, Part 2. Now Pastor Steve wants to pray with you. Lord, even as we enter into this new year, We are praying for divine safety, protection, and provision. Your word says, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. In the shadow of your wings will I trust. We love you and we thank you, Lord, that you watch over us, that you will keep us this year, that all is well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. You're always invited to join us for our spirit-filled worship service every Sunday morning at 10. We offer a safe environment. Spirit Life Church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. Get more information at our website, aplacetogrow.org. Also, remember to be with us every weekday at 4 p.m. and Sunday afternoons at 2.30 right here on Bible School Radio 91.3 KDKR.